0: It's going to be super exciting. We're going to keep going back and forth throughout this. But last year, I was reading, I'll just give you a little preface to this. I was reading Future Cast by George Barna. And it's a good book. You could read it if you want to know the future. You know, I'm sure he's not perfectly predicting everything in the future. But it's a good book. And he said in there that within the next 10 to 20 years, I'm not quoting him exactly, but it was 40 to 50% of Christians will be getting the majority of their Christian interaction online. Isn't that interesting? It's like nearly half. (laughs) He also said that only 9% of Christians feel like they're getting out of their walk with God what they originally hoped they would get out of their walk with God. In other words, many Christians are feeling like they're getting jipped. All things considered, that's probably because none of them are getting discipled. (laughs) And I think we stand at an interesting time in the history of the world where we have the opportunity to meet both those needs in a very creative way. We can create resources and discipleship curricula or tools that people could use to do discipleship throughout the world, where people could be getting a lot of Christian interaction online via some of these tools, and at the same time getting discipled, learning how to take steps of faith being able to multiply and actually not just be 90% fulfilled in their Christian life. Okay, So we have this unique opportunity and it's at this critical time in history. So the vision you could say for the Great Commission Training Center, which is a phrase that I like to picture, and Austin and I have debated whether it's a picture, I don't know if it's a picture or not, but it's a statement that gets me excited. And that's the goal that the Great Commission is completed. Okay, talk about the finishers yesterday. Who's going to cross the finish line? What if we can develop a resource that can that can enable the body of Christ to complete the Great Commission in our lifetimes? Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be stinking cool? If God so desired to to call us to be a part of that type of answer, not that we have all the answers or we can do everything on our own, but it's an extremely exciting vision. The picture that I really get is... Equipping and resourcing the entire body of Christ to fulfill the Great Commission. Already, people see our discipleship packet and they want it, and then they want to share with friends, and they want to disciple people in our church with it. And in our church, we have one leader telling another leader, you know, why their thinking is wrong because you should, or I learned this in the discipleship packet, and we should disciple our youth with the discipleship packet. And this one little resource has had so much good. What if we could come up with Many, many, many more resources just like that. That would take somebody from square one to mature, multiplying believer. And what if it wasn't just in a paper packet, but it was in an easily accessible, universally available online format that anybody could get anywhere in the world in their own language, and along with the tool they could get training on how to use the tool to make disciples and train others to make disciples wherever they happen to be. We could even include closed country components so that we could have people in closed countries disseminating these tools and resources, maybe on flash stripes, maybe via other opportunities. One of my childhood best friends, actually my first childhood best friend, is this world class internet um, security guy, basically a professional hacker. And he has his own company, employees, and he does this stuff. And I talked to him about would you be willing to help us develop resources for people in closed countries? <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to do that. You know, So God is uniquely linking us with people to accomplish some of this vision. Brad, Austin said, hey, I have this friend named Brad. He's with IBM, but he wants to join our staff because he wants to do the Great Commission. When we did his interview to come on staff, we said, what about this online idea, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't as refined as it is now. We said, "Can you do something like that? And Brad kind of laughed and told us some of what he has worked on, and we realized, yeah, this wouldn't be a problem for grad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so God is connecting dots that he sovereignly foreknew needed to be connected. And he did it before we even got to the point of realizing that we needed to have those dots connected. And now we sit here, oh wait, we, we should have a physical location that's the headquarters for this. Oh, we, we have that. We need a a tech guy that could do... Oh, we have him. (laughs) You know, God has put all these things together. People like Brandon have a desire to contribute a lot of their time and energy to the training center and all this. So today we're going to go through kind of like a big picture view of what the training center will look like, because this is going to become a very large part of our ministry. Not just a side ministry, but a very large part of our ministry, and all of you will be able to be involved in it. You'll be able to develop resources that go into the curricula and the resources that we put online. You'll help refine all the resources that we put online in your discipleship appointments and just personally, ideas that you have. Additionally, you will be able, once we get this going, to train others in how to use these resources. Okay, You're going to have a lot of involvement, whether or not you're on the full-time Great Commission Training Center team or not. Because there will be that team eventually, we'll grow into that. Whether you're on that team or not, you'll be involved in the Great Commission Training Center in many different capacities. As we start, I think the best way to look at it is that this is a big picture view of the funnel diagram. We're going to create a way where any Christian anywhere in the world has everything they need to do the funnel diagram right where they're at. The training for it, the resources for it, the tools for it. Not just somebody that we meet on campus, but somebody anywhere in the world. There will be online discipleship curricula going from beginning to end. There will be online Bible study resources so that there could be online groups. Say if you're discipling ten guys, one in Indonesia, one in Grand Junction, one in Africa, one in Europe, not only will you be able to disciple each of them with online curricula and resources, but additionally, you could be doing a weekly Bible study with all of them involved as well, where you're creating a little bit of an online context for that. Now, as we started envisioning some of this, Aaron and I decided we're going to go to Liberty. Not so we can get a master's. We didn't even know if we would get a master's when we started. Literally, we just thought we just want to learn how people do online training. We've never done it, so we probably shouldn't just like start trying it, not even having a clue what it's like. When I did college, you didn't upload anything to the internet. <laughs> there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, you handed your professor a paper, that was the end of it. Now there's a lot more, and it didn't used to be there. So we wanted to get familiar with it, that's why we picked Liberty. They're the largest Christian university, and they're the largest online Christian university. And, in a lot of ways, they share a lot of strengths with Master Plan Ministries, in their evangelistic desire, and their willingness to take a stand on social issues. So we thought this is a great fit. <clears throat> a lot of what we learned is gonna go directly back into a lot of the online component of the training center. But that's not all there is to the training center. And it's important to define terms as we start. So the training center and Three Trails Ranch are gonna be very intimately connected. It's doubtful whether either could survive apart from the other. There will be an incredible amount of overlap but there will be some specifics to each, okay? The Great Commission Training Center will have attributes that the ranch doesn't. The ranch isn't online. <laughs> it's not even connected Definitely. to the internet. <laughs> okay? And similarly, the Great Commission Training Center is a place where staff can come and refresh no matter where we're at in the world. It's a home base, so to say. The online Great Commission Training Center will not be a home base for master plan staff. <laughs> you cannot go to it and personally catch a fish. I think you would be sitting there. Take a Yeah, the ranch. Yeah. So, yeah, the ranch is that place. The training center online will not be that place. Can I say I'm feeling worn out? I'm going to go spend a few hours online, catch a few fish, take a hike, and spend some time with my wife. Nope, not possible. <laughs> On the training center. So there will be overlap between the two, but the two are also going to be distinct. Mark is going to be leading this place, this Three Trails Ranch, and he'll be involved in everything that happens with the training center as well. His input, helping to teach, etc. His job will also include other things that aren't on the training center. Brad and I probably don't need to be anywhere near construction equipment. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. hammering, Hammering nails is... Weakness. (laughs) Okay, but at the same time, at the same time, he has these strengths and can do them. But he doesn't just have those strengths. You all heard yesterday that he's an incredible speaker, and he'll be able to use that in the trainings as well. And he has a good mind for for um, content. All this to help develop it. There will be a lot of other people that have a lot to input, like Brandon. I know this is a huge passion for Brandon on the content area. I mean, he helped me developing the leadership thing, he's taught it, he's helped refine it. So that's great. Now here's Brad over here, who I wouldn't trust with a screwdriver, but. (laughs) But, Brad can do software things that he'd better not trust me to do, okay? But Brad also, interestingly, has this expertise in management and managing projects, which we will need for every step of the way, and he also has this incredible desire to teach God's word. Right, God is building a lot of different key components of this in. So as we start talking about the training center, and we'll keep it another twenty-five minutes or so, to get done in time to have lunch before the kids have to be out. I hope that you get excited and share some of the vision for what that's gonna. This is gonna develop to be. So the main big picture is we want to create, I don't know what to put first, but discipleship resources, lots of them. So imagine the discipleship packet, the second discipleship packet, the leadership packet, etc, etc, etc. And not just discipleship resources, but side issue resources. We want to do a pornography appointment, or 15 appointments, so a pornography packet, that sounds weird. We're going to be making pornography packets. (laughs) It'll be a resource for dealing with that issue. We might have other resources as well. What's that? Pornography counseling packet. Counseling packet. That's a better way to work. So anyway, Jesse starts working with a guy. goes through discipleship packet number one. Discipleship packet number two. He's going through evangelism training, ministry training. The guy says, hey, Jesse, I have this porn issue. Well, boom, right now you have the resource to help him walk through. And it's not just, go get maybe we'll talk about it again, maybe not. But it's a resource to really help them get victory over that issue. If it doesn't come up, if you don't need it, you don't need it. But if you need it, the resource is there for you to use it. We'll have evangelism training resources, apologetics resources, discipleship resources, Bible study leadership resources, lots of resources. All of those resources are going to go into an online, and this is just to give you kind of a big picture view before we start talking so, Yeah, well, so that you know what we're talking about. They're all going to go into an online system that has a social network component to it. Okay? So, Natalie, you decide I'm going to disciple Jane. So, Natalie, you have your account set up, and on your account, you've been certified by Master Plan to use all of our resources to disciple Jane. Jane needs to create an account to be able to access the resource that you're going through with her. She does not have permission to use some resource out there that she's not been certified yet to use. Okay? So, you're going to create this social network profile. You're going to put your name up there, maybe a few thoughts. It's not going to reproduce Facebook. It's solely going to be for training people in discipleship and discipling people. We're not going to reinvent seminary. We're not going to reproduce Bible school. I mean, maybe there will be a point in the time, Kyle mentioned this, that we will do Bible school type stuff, seminary type stuff. That's down the road. Right now we're just getting discipleship resources online. She creates her account. You can get on. There will be chat opportunities on there. There will be Skype opportunities on there. She can access all the resources you're dealing with her on there. You could use this with a girl on your campus, or you could use it with somebody on the other side of the world that you've never met, developing a relationship with her and helping her take steps with God. Eventually, as this expands into a resource, people around the world could be discipling people around the world that maybe they've never even met. And then those people go into groups. So you have Jane and you have, I'm not even names, ten other names. Okay? You're discipling each of them, but then once a week you're going through the Jesus discussion group with them. Okay? Maybe using some video thing that Brad will invent and can come up with for like a group Bible study online. This is interesting, you know, part of Liberty we have to do these discussion boards and forums where you get this class interaction. It'll be like that, but hopefully more relational. Where they're also seeing from you how to lead a small group. It's basically reproducing the funnel diagram in the virtual world so that anybody in the world can do the funnel diagram. Okay? Is that kind of like a bare bones type of big picture view? Okay, now we're going to describe the phases of getting the Great Commission Training Center Oh, great thought! Thank you so much, Daisy. One of the big parts of the vision of this is Jane. She creates an account to get discipled by Natalie. Okay. Once she's gone through DP one and two, let's say like the first year, she can come out to the ranch right here and get certified to train others in that same resource. That way, we're not just equipping people we've never met before to multiply heresy somewhere. <laughs> we want to see these people face-to-face get to know them before we certify them to start using our resources. And she can, only use, she can only use the resources that she's already been through. Okay? And that she's already been certified in. Once she gets DP1 and DP2 and gets certified, she can start doing those as people. At the same time, she could be going over the leadership one with you, and then next year she gets certified for that, and then she can train her people in that. Okay? So, Every time you log on to your account, it's going to have the number of people that you've discipled, okay? So think about over my last nine years of ministry, you do 20 a semester, you take a number, but a lot of those are overlapping, so maybe it's 10 unique people a year because you've got three-year overlap, semester overlap between people. Maybe that's 90 people. Maybe I've discipled 100 guys, let's just say, okay? So maybe there are 100 guys. So you log on after nine or 10 years and say, oh, 100 okay. guys, But then you're also going to see over here the multiplication. Those hundred guys have gone on to disciple ten
1: thousand
0: around the world. You'll also be able to see how many how many generations. There are five spiritual generations, or there are eight spiritual generations that have resulted from your investment. You'll also be able to go down the line and see See those people. What's that? (laughs) It's like Amway. (laughs) You'll be able to go down the line, there will be a place on this site. Yeah. The, the, uh, the social network component might have a feed section, okay, like Facebook, but different. And on there you can put up like your status updates, or you could upload a newsletter or a prayer request. And now here's Natalie, just out of curiosity, she goes, I'm going to go eight generations down and meet this girl in Indonesia that I've never met, but she's come from this chain of multiplication because of my investment in the Great Commission. And you know what? I'm going to encourage her. I'm going to tell her that I'm praying for her. I'm going to see what she's doing for God. Can you imagine how visionary this is going to be? So cool. It'll be so visionary for you to be able to see, God is using me in ministry. I think that it's going to reclaim the internet for God's glory, right? <laughs> Instead of guys being tempted to go look at porn, I think a lot of guys are going to think, I want to go spend an hour doing discipleship with some You know what I hope that this will be an exciting way to invest your life in the Great Commission, in multiplication. So that's kind of the big picture. Thank you for bringing that component up, Aaron. Now, we're going to talk about the phases, because we can't get this up and going tomorrow, as you know. So, phase one, overall, we need to assemble a team. That's kind of what's happening. Brandon is going to be very involved in this. Brad is going to be very involved in this. Mark is going to be very involved in this. I think Russ might have a thing or two he wants to contribute. Probably Kyle and Mitch and Austin, Laura and Jesse and Rhonda. Golly, probably all you guys want to be involved. (laughs) So we're going to start finding ways as a team to get this thing rolling. And who really wants to be a part of it? We're also going to do a strategic planning just like we did for the ministries, but we're going to do it just for the training center. And that will be this fall. To get actual goals and actual action plans and delegate who's going to do what. Laura's already like, we're doing a social networking Training, soon, soon. Okay, we'll be getting that going. Um, so all of us are gonna be deciding what comes next, who, who really wants to be contributing to this and getting it off the ground. And if you have any desire to be a part of this, we want you to be a part of this. You're the team, okay? We're also gonna be deciding on different issues about team location and where is the most strategic place for these people to be operating from, networking, propagating resources, Server and hosting, I don't think that's as big an issue as I thought. Brad has some great ideas on that. Funding, we're going to need money for the training center. How are we going to come up with that? That'll be a strategic thing. So, we'll be figuring that out. Those are some of the initial things. On-site?
2: Yeah, so um, the on-site part is probably the smallest wording on the whole thing, but probably the biggest as far as what needs to get done. <laughs> um, but construction complete, completion. So there's a lot going on up here, and we can't just sit back and say, well, we're just going to wait on Ross and the construction crew to get this all done. We have to take a very active part in this. Um, prayer is the biggest, I think. Like, you can just sit down and pray about it. Once, um, once we have our support, I really want to get better at communicating things that are going on up here to specifically pray for, to say, this is the project that we're working on this week, we want everybody to pray for this project to be completed. Um, the other thing um, is that we can always use help here. Russ can always use help. If you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you know what? I have three days, but I don't have a lot of money, come stay at the staff house, you know, take a day in Durango, go fishing, but then, work a day or two on some project, either that Russ tells you about or that you just see a need to say, you know, that, that room is pretty dirty. I think I could just swim in a and mop it. So, um, there's a lot that we can take active steps to be involved and to not just sit back and say, can't wait till the ranch is completed so that we can go use it. I Can't wait till we can use it. You know, I mean, and Russ... Can I
1: just say real quick? Yep. you know a uh, some
2: skilled worker that could come and put trim around the window that door right there. <laughs> just to make sure. Yep. Um, yeah, and um, I guarantee you it's not going to be very hard to convince people to come stay for free for a night or two at a place like this. So, and then the online part. Yeah, so, you guys. Uh, just so you know, guys,
0: as we go through the phases, the years on these phases are completely arbitrarily We don't know how long these will take. Hopefully that's a reasonable expectation. It might go longer, it might be shorter, and there will be overlap between the phases.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, So in terms of the online stuff, the first phase, um, you guys have to understand, and it's probably clear, this is a content-driven solution. So what that means is that without good content, there's no point in us even trying to do this. Um, And so we, we have to focus on getting that content good as soon as possible. Um, And this is all stuff we've just been talking about for the past hour and a half or so. Just These resources that we have, coming up with new resources that we have, really pushing and focusing on developing essentially the curriculum and the content that goes with that. Um, But that is not something that will stop. That is something that will continue. So we'll have to think not only about having good content, but how do we uh, ensure that the content is good, so quality assurance controls that will follow to make sure that what we're actually producing is worth putting up, Um, and all of the other aspects of of what it takes to have uh, stuff that's actually worth having. Um, So that's one half of the, not in terms of effort, but just in terms of topics, one half of the things that I think we'll have to focus on in this first space. The second thing is it will require a technical solution, obviously. Um, And so we really need to think about what that solution is going to look like how we're going to actually um, deliver that solution. So there's different methodologies that you can follow for delivering technical solutions. A lot of the planning and architectural side of things that go into essentially preparing to actually start to build the technology that's required to do the work that we're going to do. A key part of that is you guys, Um, especially those who are on campus and have experience with students and doing discipleship and understanding how a tool like this could help you guys be more effective in what you're doing, how it would function and work in a real situation where you're sitting down with a student or if you can't, if you're doing, ideas that you guys have about functionality that would help make this solution super effective. So, you know, there may be some need to sit down with you guys and have workshops and just talk about different areas of topics and functionality that we will need to build to actually make this thing actually go. So I can see those things happening in, in phase one and continuing <coughs> on in phase two. Cool. So
0: uh, phase two, on site. I'll get to this in a minute. Do you want to share phase two? Um,
2: so you can read there, GCTC curriculum training. Um, the vision for the Great Commission Training Center is to not just be some hasty videos posted online, <laughs> or some brand new idea concept that we teach and throw it online. Um, This, the the things, the quality of these trainings and the videos that we put have to be top notch. They have to be five star. And um, it's so great that we have the ranch because the ranch is gonna be pretty much a sounding board for what goes online. So that we can come and we can do a conference and then we can sit back and evaluate and say, well, how did that really turn out? Did we get everything taught that we wanted to teach in that. Um, you know, once we have, um, you know, the the capability video equipment, high quality video equipment, not <laughs> Russ's, you know, shaky Gucci Mama films.
1: DuckTales <laughs> 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 uh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> yep. has a new rival. <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> the name of the production company. Yes. Yeah,
2: that's so anyway, it just it has to be top notch, because if we want people all over the world to listen to it, it has to be top notch. And so um, the the ranch will be a kind of starting point to really start working
3: those things out, and then once we can get five stars, then we can flip it over crack. Yeah, and the key there is that we have real people doing real teaching, right? And we need a place to facilitate that. And the ranch, obviously, is awesome for that. So the other thing is, from an online perspective, online is actually... A bit of a bit limiting term, it's probably from a technical solution perspective because it's going to be a lot more than just a website to this. Um, we'll take all the stuff I just talked about the ideas that we come up with when we talk to you guys um, and that we come up with as a team, the design that we come up with for the solution, and we'll actually start to build some things. Um, there will not be um, in this phase, there will not be the final version, but it will essentially be starting to, to, to put in place the technical solution so that when we do get to phase three, which is where we will actually have the final delivery and the go-live kind of, that's right, isn't it? Phase three. Um, the go-live kind of stuff. Um, phase two is about basically working out the technical kinks. Um, prototyping things um, and, and seeing how they work. That includes possibly in the field prototyping. So we build something and it's not just does it work technically, but actually does it work the way you thought it did. Um, so early forms of testing, some of those kinds of things, but actually building stuff, starting to, Work out the kinks, flesh out what's going on, and make the appropriate changes. Um, but, uh, but so the key parts of this are are, are the building um, and and beginning key phases of testing. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask a
4: question? Mm-hmm. Um. As part of the c- construction completion, is that including the new building, the Weenie yeah. building? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that would be a
1: key component. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. In other words, would you like to see worldwide Chinese? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) so in phase 2 we're really developing a lot of this this multiplication tracker we want to use communication tools in here so when you have your appointment coming up with so and so that might be in Indonesia that might be in a different time frame you get a little message on your phone stating in half an hour you have an appointment with this person it'll be a lot harder to Make sure you don't blow appointments when there are things like that to consider. But if it's in your hometown, you can get the same email or the same text message or whatever. Uh, Hopefully developing things like email, Skype, communication tools, all these things, and apps. Like you said, if we can have it on our phones and on iPads, and you can can sit down with a student and you pull out your iPad, and we're going through resources, we're going through all this. And then hopefully there's a discipleship tracker on this, or a a Mm -hmm. maturity tracker in the sense that Russ's discipleship development checklist now serves. So after you've gone through this appointment and that appointment, and after they've taken this step of faith and that step of faith, you can just instantly pull up any of the people you're discipling and know, oh yeah, we already did the testimony worksheet. Oh yeah, we already that person already went witnessing. Even if you've never met this person, you could be challenging them. Hey, so-and-so in Indonesia. You get to learn how to share your faith today, <laughs> okay? Now, apply what we learned and then check about it. Email me. Send me a message. We took an evangelism class, and we had to do six evangelism <laughs> opportunities. Three of them you had to bring the person to a point of decision. And we had to write a paper on each conversation, describing how it went, what you shared, whether or not you got them to a point of decision, whether or not they made a decision for Christ, what your next step is, like all this stuff. So we learned, yeah, you can do this. It's going to be weird... But you could do it with somebody even that you've never met. Helping them and evaluating. And obviously, at the end of the day, there's a need for honesty. Hopefully, they don't apply to yes, I share my faith. But hopefully, if there is that kind of a, a character deficiency, that'll come out somewhere in your discipleship of that person. Just a note. Like,
4: Nate and I have already gotten
1: a phone call from people asking for help
0: from across the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our leadership packet. I mean, we have a lady that emailed me from the East Coast. And she's using our leadership packet... In her church, her she gave it to the pastor, and you know she emailed me and just said thank you for doing great commission leadership stuff. I just can't find anything like this. We want to use it in our church, you know. Praise God, it's awesome. Okay. Is this similar to um, like Global Mission Online, our
4: emails and stuff? So I'm sure that
0: there will be some similarities, but yeah. Well, it's broader. Like, the big picture, the picture is that it's a lot broader. It's not just like a relationship with somebody, and hopefully maybe have a few rails to run on. But we want to equip them with good resources from A to B to do that discipleship. And then in the social network component, where you're actually able to encourage them over the long run. Where you're actually able to monitor progress. Where you're actually able to to really guarantee that there's um, multiplication happening over time. You might be able to see, when you look at this, there are these eight generations of spiritual multiplication And there are like these 15 different chains. But you know what? It stopped there on that one. I'm going to go down to where it stopped and encourage that guy to keep going. Does that make sense? You'll be able to get this big picture of being able to ensure that multiplication keeps happening. Just a quick note, and
4: just thought of this say something that we should speak about incorporating into it, is a whole section on evangelistic tools. So, like, someone from Saudi Arabia, not a Christian, so it's like kind of like or. Line, create an account, and then say, "I want to talk to someone
1: about Christ." Exactly. And so mm-hmm. that we can, and
4: then someone that's been certified can take those people and also start developing.
0: So as we develop resources, let's say Kyle's working with somebody in Indonesia. In we can have within our resources tools for all the countries that we're in. So we have whole area developed for Indonesia alone. And maybe we could network with people on the ground there to come up with what they think is best for their area. What are some evangelistic strategies, tools, et cetera? What are some people you can connect with? So is that how
1: you're anticipating um, if we're the certification process? Mm-hmm. We're talking about bringing it here. Well, somebody from Indonesia is probably not going to be able to afford to fly all the way to the
3: U.S. So, so we we talk to
1: former students, Sean and Andrew McKelvey and they say, okay. You, get through this stuff. That's you go through the stuff that's too. Would you please? Exactly so that's right. It's exactly right. You. Yeah. There's another reason to think through: where is this team going
0: to be based? Because eventually, when we're at that phase, it'll be highly important to have people on the team flying to other places to do trainings. You know, mm-hmm. that might be in country, that might be out of country. You know, Brad's going to get on a flight to London, and he's going to train ten churches how to use these resources. North Korea. North Korea. <laughs> yeah. And so, but the bottom line is, you're really. You're really kind of being strategic. Right now, if they're in the area, they would need to come here. If it's financially impossible, early on probably we can't help them. But once it's up and running, we're just going one step at a time. So we, the reason it's in phases is we can't look at the end and say, we need to be there. What do we have to do? we just got to do for today's step today. And once we've gotten there, we'll have teams that are developed to go train and certify on-site in their areas. We might have other Training centers, other other Three Trails ranches, you know? Who knows? Yeah, go there might be a Honolulu training center at some point. I, that sticks out in my head so big, because it's also a vacation-themed area. People come from, from around the world to Honolulu. Wouldn't that be cool if you had this great <laughs> of training center there? Told people come, stay for free, just pay for your room and board, and get trained? You'd probably be flooded with Christians from around the world. Maybe for ulterior motives, but. i talking about people in close countries. <laughs> That's where the traffic connection is To figure out how to network that way, how to get them to be able to access. Also, talk about the Catalyst team Yeah, is that coming up? Phase 3. Phase 3, we'll talk about the Catalyst team at the end Phase 3. You guys, just to give you a background of this, this is, like, shocking. When that time that I started reading through Zechariah, right before that I was just kind of like discouraged about my expectations. Thank you, Lord, for talking about expectations early on this week because it's good for all of us. And I went out to the hot tub and I was praying. And God reminded me, my first year or second year on staff, I sat down with Russ and told this big vision that I had for the future. Like I don't even remember all the details. I think it had something to do with the training center. I need to go pull that out of my journal. So I go and I'm like, looking through the journals. I don't know which journal it is. I finally find it. And it is almost everything on this page to a T. I'm not joking. And it was like, out of, at that time, YouTube didn't exist. You know? I mean, it's just like, I was almost shocked. Russ and Brad and I sat down and I gave them a photocopy of my journal. And I just said, like, I'm convinced God has been leading us in this direction for many years, even when it was out of sight, out of mind. And I think he's going to use us in great ways as a ministry. But the Catalyst team came a few years later as part of the vision, but it's going to be instrumental. In this. I think it's pieces. So that's uh, phase two, and we're going to be growing our team in phase two, specialized talents, training, all that will be necessary. We're probably going to need more computer guys, because Brad is a leader of computer guys, not just a computer nerd. And I think that he, eventually, will have a team of people. Do they have to be full-time master plan staff? No. They could just be people that are saying, look, I can volunteer ten hours a week, or two weeks a summer, or you know, a couple hours a night. I can volunteer this to make this vision happen. Another reason that would be good to think through team location. Where should a team be that would have access to these kinds of Christians with that kind of expertise? that's not the ranch. The the ranch ranch might not have a high quantity of (laughs) technical expertise. expertise, But we do have tech messages. (laughs) (laughs) We don't appreciate that's actually the future. That's the future,
2: You leave a message on your computer or tablet or other device and leave it in a strategic location so that people can read it. <laughs> okay, phase three. Take it, Mark. Okay, um, so this is getting into what Aaron was saying. Mostly shift to training GC catalyst teams and special trainings. Um, I'm still not quite sure that I had the catalyst teams wrapped fully around my mind. But one thing that I do want to say about the ranch in this area, is that we're going to have to shift training um, a little bit to include the uniqueness of this ranch. Um, It would be a tragedy if when people come here, all they do is sit in a room here or in the new assembly building for six, seven, four hours a day and have somebody talk to them. Um, There is the whole rest of this place that is amazing that I'm guessing that you don't get to explore on every time um, and so if we can get out and start doing more stuff out there, like if we had, you know, like just thinking out loud, but a place where we could do a seminar outside, or that we could do a low ropes course or a high ropes course in the future, things like that, stuff that will be different and unique from watching a video online because you're coming to an awesome unique place. If we don't do that, we might as well have an office downtown where we bring people in and show
0: videos. So and then, uh,
2: Can you describe the yeah. catalyst? So that's
0: exactly right. And a lot of trainings will be happening here that would be hard to do online, like Crushed Beer. Although, last night I was sitting there with Aaron and I thought, we need to develop an online version of Crush Beer. Mm-hmm. Encourage you. And then we've got like, a little package. When you sign up, you're going to get a package in the mail. And it's going to have a plug in there that you need to eat. And it's going to have a few different things. And then somebody's going to walk through it with you. Did you go out sharing today? Did you talk with your pastor about doing your testimony? Did you eat that bug yet, you know? But it wouldn't be the same as coming out here to do it, but it would make it available to people that practically can't here to do it,
3: you know? Here's so, the and right? yeah, exactly. We the people that couldn't make it could probably teach us a little bit about rushing fair. <laughs> so, all that being stated, so
0: here's the catalyst team idea. The first phase, we're propagating the resources online. You know, we're gonna do the leadership conference next summer, and hopefully everything we do goes online. Now I don't want to just put an MP three, listen to it, if you're done with it. There has to be some real interactive component to it. I've seen many different versions of this. I don't know where we're going to land yet. I've seen one where the guy teaches like a couple paragraphs, and then it's, it's parallel. The video is parallel with the PowerPoint presentation, and then he said, "Do you deserve it?" And then there's a question that you have to answer on the PowerPoint side of the screen: yes or no, true or false, A, E, C, D, or E, or whatever. You put it, and then he comes back and he says, Well, the real answer was A, and here's why. You know what I mean? He's going through it. Or we could have a thing where somebody does a short video for the lesson, like a fifth. Liberty did it this way. Um, for their graduate level classes, every week we would have one five to fifteen minute video. That's it. But you had more reading than you could shake a stick at. You <laughs> know, it like, I'm going to die under the reading level. I talked to Ben, one of our students who's doing the undergraduate and he has tons of videos and a lot less reading. So there are different styles of doing this. I don't think we just want everything that we videotape or audio record here to just be, that's it. But what we need to do is come up with a creative presentation that has an interactive component where they're answering things and you as the trainer are getting their answers, but then supplemental resources that go along with that. We hope you'll listen to this MP3 or watch this video or read this book as you go through this to get it, to really get it, and to be encouraging them in that, or even to making that a part of the training. Here's a 15 minute intro, now go listen to the MP3. Then you're gonna do a short little test that evaluates how you know it. And then that test, and Aaron and I are talking about it, I don't want anybody that does anything like this to think that they're personally being put on the spot. Um, just to let them know, this is not a grade that's gonna be posted anywhere. We don't want you to think that way about this. It's just between you and your trainer. So, like in our evangelism class, we had a question. Does someone have to have an experience after salvation of the baptism of the Spirit to be effective in evangelism? And so we put no. But I'm sure they put things like that in there at Liberty to see where is this student really at, you know? But we can include things. Like, what does it really mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know? And then as the trainer, you can evaluate could they get it or not. So that's kind of like the training going up. And then the catalyst team idea, hopefully this makes sense and will keep it short. Basically, let's say 10 people in Chicago have been through our training. Well, we're going to network those 10 people so they can start disseminating it throughout Chicago. So they can be encouraging each other in Chicago. So they can be getting the Great Commission to happen in Chicago. Does that make sense? So, and then hopefully... As a team, we could say, hey Chicago team, why don't you come out to Free Trails Ranch and we're gonna sit down with you. We're gonna make sure you understand the resources. We're gonna help you come up with a strategy for your city. We're gonna help you understand how to best network with churches and how to not step on their toes, how to be respectful and at the same time how to have progress with them. We're gonna encourage you how to X, Y, or Z. So we're gonna be encouraging these catalyst teams to be catalyzing the Great Commission with our resources in their areas. That'll take a few years though, before we know who's in what areas, you know? So basically, I think so
4: like, simply like saying that these catalyst teams are going to be certified to certify others in these hmm. in trains. Exactly, eventually they'll get to
0: that point, yeah. So that way, some someone
4: in Indonesia doesn't have this life here, we'll have a catalyst team there that
0: can the train people. Now, here's the absolute home run issue with this. <laughs> You guys know how hard it is for staff to raise support. So what if we said, we want to reach the whole world, but we're going to put staff teams in every place we go? I mean, 200 years from now, we won't be there yet. But, we can use charter groups. Groups that have been trained in our resources, lay people that know how to do it. The expansion of the church throughout North America happened through trained lay leaders. This is a model that's worked since the first century AD, like Paul being a tent maker, etc. What will be exciting about this is that we can have catalyst teams which are basically master plan charter groups. They've been trained. They've been certified. Now they can disseminate our resources in their cities. If, if one of them says, hey, I'm in Chicago and I want to raise support, be full-time staff, and do it there, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But hopefully, praise God, we can have staff in other places. But we don't have to necessarily wait for 25,000 people to raise support to be in all these other cities. We can train teams in those cities that do it on their own time, in addition to their job or whatever. And this is working around the country right now. I had lunch with the, um, the lady that started Students for Life, this pro-life ministry, and she's trying to convince me to start a Students for Life charter at Fort Lewis College. And I just told her, I have a family, I'm doing my best to like, serve God in the capacity that he's put me in, in Fort Lewis. And I just said, I can't start a charter of yours here at Fort Lewis. But I said, if you find a way to get one started... I'll be your biggest fan on campus, and I'll encourage people to do things that you guys do, and I'll pray for you, and if my schedule permits, I'll come to some of your events and encourage you, and if you do a big event that we can partner with, we'll partner with you. I can't do it, but I want to be a part, if I can. And she started this six years ago, I think, and she, when, when we talked, she said that they had over 500 charter groups already across the U.S. And then I saw an email from her later It said they now have over 700 charter groups around the country. In six years, they have 700 charter groups. Does that make sense? And uh, that's what she does: is she travels to places like Durango, gets lunch with somebody that might be interested in being a charter group, and tries to convince them. We won't be that lackadaisical. Hopefully, the multiplication happens. Then the charter group, not the charter group, then the multiplication. But that's the catalyst
3: team idea. Okay. Sorry, that was long-winded. Online. Okay, so go real short. This is probably one of the biggest parts of the online site, with the smallest amount of words, um, delivering it and actually officially going live. Um, and those don't necessarily line up in terms of time. Catalyst teams are probably going to yeah, have to have to happen with that. Um, but nonetheless, um, ensuring our content is top notch, doing final checks, delivering that stuff, making it go live. Now, the other thing we have to think about at this point is also um, There has to be a way that this is maintained going forward. And you don't just turn on a a, a system, a solution, and it it doesn't maintain itself. You have to plan for that. You have to structure teams around that. You have to figure out when something goes wrong, how do we fix it? What are the teams that are in place for you to do that? What resources do they have available to them? So we need to be planning those things before we go live. Otherwise, we won't have any of that in place to. continue to stay alive, continue to offer the services that we'll be offering. So I see a lot of that planning um, getting finalized in this phase so that it goes in line with the delivery. And then there's probably an overlap between the team that's responsible for delivering it and the team that's responsible for maintaining it and supporting it. And that overlap can be even up to six months. Um, So those kinds of things will be happening around this park. And then in addition, probably phase three, so we're looking, this might be ten
0: years from now. Yeah. Might be less. Who knows what God's goal is. Advertising, it'd be good if we were able to raise money where we can say, look, we're going to advertise these resources to the church. We're going to help churches learn that they can use, just like our church is using the discipleship packet, how could churches around the country use our discipleship resources that are online? I think our greatest resource is learning health, which means former students. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Our former students are all over the world, mm-hmm. and once they start finding... Um, and they're already they're already trained in the basics of this. What we're doing here is not a whole lot of new stuff. It's just new delivery and more stuff. But we've all been doing this process for many many years, you know. Okay, so advertising, networking with schools, churches, ministries, etc. I would love to fly out to Liberty and say, Liberty, here's a system that we have. It's very different than what you do. Can we network? Can you endorse this? Can you tell people that come out of Liberty that this tool is available to them? Could we even maybe do a class at Liberty on how to use this tool? Could you certify people to do the tool with our oversight? So we'll just find networking abilities, you know? Um, Develop the Catalyst Team Charter System Nationwide. We kind of described that, but who's, where, and what, and when, and how. Okay, phase four,
2: the wrench. Um, Just one thing to add to the GC Catalyst teams can come out of physical training at the ranch. So it doesn't have to be once the website is, then we can do Catalyst teams. They can still be um, created through the trainings here. Because I'm guessing, like, you know, you put out that we're having a conference, there's probably going to be, you know, three or four guys from Hotchkiss are going to come down. That can be a Catalyst team back at Hotchkiss, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And we can continue to to support that. Um, Phase four, uh, GC Catalyst team training, leadership strategy, leaders prayer, ministry, etc. This is going to turn more into supportive roles, um, is kind of the way I see that, right? Um, Where we're kind of maintaining those catalyst teams so that they're not there and and never getting anything more. They've maxed out. Um, We want to make sure that they're still growing, they're still being stressed, they're doing more S-curves, as well as continuing to grow those more teams and doing that. So, it'll be more of a, a maintenance of that.
3: Yeah, and that's the same for, for the technical part. Um, it will be in a uh, online phase where everything's available and that will be maintained and supported. I think a big part of this as well is uh, growing um, and continuing to um, understand what new technology we can use because in 10 years from now, technology will look totally different. So, um, and that will continue to be the case. So, we need to maximize technology for. Great commission and the way to do that is to uh, facilitate new releases of what we have possibly with mm-hmm. additional functionality um and and th- this is a growing organism it's not something that stops once you have it it's not done it always grows and becomes better and better so we'll be working on that team will be responsible for facilitating that kind of work and hopefully phase four involves other translations let's yeah, get yeah.
0: In discipleship packet one and two in spanish you know, right. so that people in those countries can start using it. You guys, you have explosive growth of the church in South and Central America, Asia, Africa. It's a mile wide and inch deep oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So let's hopefully resource those people. Dwight, my old pastor, saw the leadership packet. He goes, Nate, do you know how good it would be for you to come and train these pastors that I'm doing trainings with in this stuff? They're clueless on this stuff. He has like a thousand pastors at a pop coming to his leadership trainings. got Uganda. And Uganda. In Uganda. I mean, this is incredible, you know? So maybe we could be resourcing a thousand pastors at a time in Uganda how to use our resources in their language, you know? Maybe there will be a Ugandan that comes down here and helps us translate it and and gets on the same page. Who knows? Okay, Uh, along with all this, we keep growing the staff team. We multiply broadly. Uh, I hope expand international. And I hope develop and lead, as a ministry, something called a Great Commission Alliance. At this point, hopefully we have enough catalyst teams, enough going, that we could say, look, we want to unite churches, ministries, denominations, you name it, schools, into a Great Commission Alliance. Maybe there are other ministries that have already done this by then. But we want to take a stand and say, let's finish the Great Commission as a ministry with just encouraging all these other people, you know. Okay, so the training center and the great commission, I mean, and the ranch are two different entities in a sense, but they overlap a ton. Going back to the, the differentiation, training center is like a master plan ministry's home base. Anytime, anywhere, no matter where you're at in the world, there's a home base for you back here. And that goes for all, the ranch, yeah. Okay,
4: so the ranch is more like a home base. The ranch is a home base
0: for master plan staff wherever they happen to be in the world. It's also a great local resource to other local ministries. It is a great campus resource to any campus that's within reach. It is a great staff resource. It is a great place to do area trainings where we can bring people in from all different areas. It will be a great place for men's and women's ministry. And it will be the hub of the Great Commission Training Center, where initially we're developing content. And then that's transitioning into training people to use the content, and then training teams to train people to use the content. So there's kind of like this. This will be intimately involved with the training center in every step along the way. And there might be other places like this in the future to help facilitate that in other areas as well.
4: Okay. so um, just to kind of clarify, so with uh, the ranch, like. like, the only thing, like, the things that are going to be going on here, it's not just really going to be, like, uh, great commission training, center conference things, like, year-round,
0: right? No, it's That's bigger not, than that, yeah. It's bigger
4: than that. So, it could be, like, uh, like if marriage ministry exactly. were developed, that can happen. Exactly. Women,
0: okay, so. Eventually, hopefully, we'll put marriage resources on the on the discipleship stuff. So, you could be training some married couple how to how to be more effective in their ministry. But we'll do marriage conferences here, men's retreats here. We'll do master plan staff retreats here.
4: Sorry, I have a lot of questions. Um, so what? What kind of plan is that? Just kind of on the as developed basis. because um, that's not. I mean, that's not as laid out in the spaces as it is for the Great Commission Training Center, which is good. Like, I, I really, I, I'm like super, super excited about all this. I was just wondering for like the range specifically if there were things that were.
0: Uh, in place already or there were goals and phases for the just room. the ranch aspect just for the ranch, yeah. so initially it will follow for the training center aspect these phases mm-hmm. and then for the additional aspects I don't think we've clearly defined this yet but I'm assuming that for the foreseeable future all of our staff retreats will be here I'm envisioning that for the foreseeable future I mean, we'll have um, master plan Christmas conferences here if we grow you know, I don't so as needed, there will be a lot of different things that keep happening here. You know, every church in the area wants a piece of this pie. <laughs> now, the thing that, that we're kind of concerned about already, I, I get calls every
1: month from all of the United States about this place. People are, in fact, I have one church in Texas once, I am already set aside in 2014. I'm just saying, hold your horses, hold your horses, <laughs> hold your horses. Yeah. part of holding the horses is. We don't, want to, we don't want to schedule a conference or a retreat for some outside group, no matter how good it is, if, if it eliminates us from the process. Right. Yeah. So we want our stuff kind of first priority. Like like when Nate talks about doing a conference next summer, well, that's, we've got to get organized. We've got to get on the calendar and all of that stuff. Then we can talk about other situations. And I'm sure we'd love to do other. We're here to influence as many people and groups as we possibly can in this place, but we just got to get organized and get in. Yeah. yeah. Also, so, is that like, so
4: it's like, do we have first priority then? Yes. Like So, it's not going to be kind of like with the lodge where no. it's booked two, three
1: years and advance. I no. don't no. know. Except no. the other group is not passed. Yeah, the, the lodge is, is it, it's got its own, own system. To, this is so different than a lodge, not only in, in the content, camp, but just the kind of groups that come. And also, we can have up here, I mean, let's say you have three different churches up here at the same time. Mm-hmm. If we have the assembly building with all the different rooms and stuff, you can juggle things like that. But we could never do in a lodge.
0: Like we could schedule up here an atheist conference. At the exact same time as one of our, our evangelism training, And then <laughs> the <laughs> whole week, the application be the atheists that are up here. That becomes a
3: part of the evangelism training. Sure,
0: we'll let you use the range.
3: <laughs> Save the purpose. <burgers. laughs>
2: So, but at the same time, in. you can't expect it to be open. Like if you're like, oh, we should do a retreat next weekend. Like you can't just yeah. expect that. So right. I mean, there has to be a lot of planning. Like it's not going to be just your backyard that you can use. In right? Break. Yeah, so.
1: I know. If they bribe me, enough. well, yeah. a head's do a Okay, guys. guys, All right. guy's what done, do you want? It? Of us realize what if it's really, really, really going to take off? And we need if the first year we had one conference, let's say the next year it's three conferences or five conferences a year, if it's like that. Well, all I'm saying is we need to make sure we don't have our scheduled, so many other groups we cannot do what God's creating for us to do.
0: Okay, did you ask me? Okay, so guys, this is an incredible place God's given us, incredible resource, a miracle, but it's not going to end here. It's not just going to impact the four corners of Durango. We want what starts here to go everywhere, like Mark drew up there. And we want to prepare others to reach and influence the whole world for Christ. I mean, this has been the mission statement since the inception of this ministry, and hopefully this is just one of the next phases in carrying that mission statement out. And hopefully we as a team can do it. I don't feel like we have the ability or the power or the finances or whatever to accomplish all these phases right now. It's a ministry step of faith. We'll take risks along the way. We're going to trust the Holy Spirit that has all the power necessary to accomplish all this. Just like we tell our students, you don't have what it takes, but the Holy Spirit in you does. Um, Our ministry doesn't have what it takes right now, but the Holy Spirit in our ministry does. And we're going to trust Him to get us through it and to develop it. And we're going to have appropriate expectations. I know all of us want to see the end yet, like right now, but it might take a little bit of time. And we're going to have fun the whole time that it takes. I think it's going to be so exciting to have these first conferences and to develop these first resources and to meet the first people from outside of our state that are getting trained in the Great Commission. It's going to be really encouraging. And just so you know, the very next step in our, mind, in our minds We want to get some of these resources, the Great Commission Training Center aspect of it, the the resources, online tools, some of the trainings, the virtual funnel issue. We want to start getting some of that in the next couple years up. Next summer, like Russ said, we're going to try and do that leadership workbook as a conference. It's 30 appointments. So that's, that's five days at six appointments a day. Or that's ten days at three a day, plus some free time to enjoy the mountains <laughs> and some leadership activities that you can only do here. Right? We're going to figure that out. Might be a two-week conference next summer. Who knows? But everything that we do will be recorded. Everything will go online. We'll take that packet. We'll make an online version of it, and then hopefully we get a little bit of that social network kind of idea up and running. This isn't so crazy. You can. I, I already set up a social go. Account years ago. They are just like Weebly exists to do like uh, websites, Social Go exists to help you do social networks. So we don't have to come up with this from scratch. It, it's already there. And, um, and Social Go already has every feature we want here chat, and Skype, and video chat, and all this stuff. So maybe we'll just ride with them for a while until we get more of our own up and going. We'll see. Do we have a resource in Chrome that we haven't
4: typed in to yet? it right,
0: right there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, yep. there you have it. Maybe
0: hope will get to be
3: instrumental in this
0: whole process. Yeah. And then we will not lose hope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All this being said, guys, hopefully there's a beta version of the leadership workbook by next fall. That's something that I would like to see, not this fall, but next fall, maybe a year from now. We have an online version of the leadership packet up, and instead of saying, here's a binder that you can go through with a student, we can say, hey, Angie, when you're discipling a leadership student, just try this and see what happens. It might flop, and then we'll find out. But hopefully we get a beta version of this going in the next year and a half, so that all of us can start to get a feel for what it might look like and start having something to work with, you know? Okay, any, okay. As we finish, (laughs) the Great Commission completed. Just picture that. Wouldn't that be cool if we got to be a part of that solution, of equipping the body of Christ to finish the Great Commission and to cross the finish line like they talked about yesterday. That's all I have. Any questions? I just want to remind everybody, when you hear somebody talk, like me and the three guy up there,
1: all of them, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yes. But you need to realize the reason that can happen is because there's already a base that there's still Absolutely. So the base is what's gone before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alright, so when you think of what where what a lot of this has been tested <clears throat> and have will be tested, will be on your college campuses. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying it's just keeping it all in perspective from the base and all this kind of thing. The second thing I want to say, <laughs> and you very well know this is the larger and the further that you go with something like this kind of plan mm-hmm. or strategy or the further you go with fulfilling the great commission on your campus, the greater the fire is going to draw in the end. So if that happens, or when that happens, don't be mm-hmm. surprised. And realize you know God's greater than the fire. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just part and parcel of what a good ministry is all about. Mm-hmm. we're not going to do stupid like try to create fire <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's a spiritual battle, yeah. and we'll just trust God and that's why we need to pray you guys. Know. Mm-hmm. really why we need to sing to the workspace and
0: all of these things anybody else
1: we need a photo op of Mark pointing to the world
0: could you do that for us get there point to the world <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is this Get on the right side so I can see your face as you kind of point. There you go.
1: There you go. Look out here too. So <laughs> notice how straight line.
2: Very key. What?
1: the Oh, right You're right. You're
2: right. So they need to be dynamic arrows. If you notice, I kind of follow the lines of watch two after.
0: And as earth, uh, we're going to disciple space. Uh, yes. Friends and the New frontier! We're preparing others to make the universe. The moon. Any other questions? Uh, what was the or, uh, developing vision of like, uh, age groups? Like, yeah. So, there is a component to that. There is a. Component to that, and honestly, that'll be like like a second tier. Yeah. But Brad and I talked about it. This is so cool. Life has this masters in psychology, okay. okay? And we already talked about how cool would it be to have somebody like that, maybe some other people that have really studied human development, to you know how can we get the discipleship packet written well for a five year old, you know, or a six year old, or how can we? There is a, a big difficulty speaking to um, to uh, different types of groups. 93-year-old mom. Exactly. So I just spoke <laughs> at a church with um, <laughs> a, a lot of people that are in their 80s slash 90s. Um, last Sunday, I think, right? Last Sunday? No, it was saying before that. Last Sunday we were getting ready right baby show up here. And I love speaking there because we love those people. And they are very good to us. And they support us. I also love speaking there because it is always a unique opportunity for me to expand as a speaker. Because uh, I like to get up in front and be like, Forrest, go reach the whole world. But when I get there, I think, you know, how can these people reach the whole world? You know, they can barely walk to their car, some of them. Um, so how can, how can we encourage them to reach the whole world? You know what I mean? What could they do? Well, they can give financially. Um, they could share. So it's good to come up with ways. So as we develop these resources, Lord willing, we'll get to a place where we can tailor them to different groups like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're 85, and you're going through the leadership packet, and probably you're not going to decide to be a pastor, or something like that. But you could still encourage leaders in your church, or you yeah, could... You well, right yeah, so we can develop, but that will be down the road, but it's a very wise question to ask. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? We should end the lunch. And um, if you guys have more questions,
2: ask anybody. No. <laughs> That'd be great. It's yeah.
1: exciting, so. though. Hey, hey guys, one an minute before we go. Before we have announcement. Okay, make it. Can I do it. Yeah. Right. So uh, this
3: afternoon, all those who are on new staff and detail, we're gonna meet in here. We're gonna have lunch in here. So grab a plate of food, bring it in here. So that means if your table's a mess in front of you right now, try to clear it up. your in tables. Um, and then we'll meet for about an hour, and then um, Laura is going to be heading
2: up the women's time after that. And I think we'll be in the staff house. Let's start here, and then
1: um we're being kids, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're going to split into groups, and then um, you guys can go to the staff house. So we
0: Hey, guys, gonna... yeah, yeah. We're done with the, the content for today. Come at the same time tonight. We're going to spend time praying together. We've finished everything else. And right now, on that note, let's put this in God's hands, because
3: he has to do it. So Brad will pray for this and lunch, and then we'll head over. Yep. Heavenly Father, what an amazing opportunity we have, Lord. Um, in this day and age, Father, with the technology that we have available to us, Lord, and um, just the opportunity to reach the world for Christ, um, to complete the Great Commission, Father. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just bless this uh, vision that we have. Lord, I pray that you would guide us in every aspect and that we would never stray from your will and your word um, as we desire ultimately in our hearts to glorify you. Father, um, I pray that you would protect us from the ever-increasing desire for the enemy to um, to, to, to stop us from having an impact for you. Um, Lord, I pray that each of our hearts would grow... Uh, in excitement for what you are doing, um, Father, and that we would all be able to have a a key part in this amazing opportunity. Thank you for uh, calling us to serve you the way that you have. And bless us now as we go and eat, Lord. Um, May the food that we're about to have nourish and strengthen our bodies uh, bless the people that have prepared for us in a special way. And thank you for the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.